This is the Maxing You Podcast. Maxing You Podcast. Where dating extraordinaire, fitness expert, and former Miss Marilyn talks all things self-growth and relationship elevation. She's got you covered on mindfulness, fitness, nutrition, relationships, and self-care. You got a girl that could finally do it all. You're one place to listen to for all the things that matter. Now, here's your host, Coach T. Hi guys, it's Coach T here, and we are coming back for yet another episode of Maxing You, and thanks for joining us today. So I have been getting quite a few questions about two very distinct topics in my Facebook group that have led me to create um, two upcoming courses, which is very exciting, but I want to give you guys some information about these topics firsthand. So The first is holiday eating. So people are asking me about how they can eat during the holidays and still lose weight. And the other topic is the COVID relationship, right? The fact that everything is primarily virtual and what do people do? How do they meet people? What's the protocol? And so of course these two things seem like they are, you know, very much different from one another. But as we've talked about in other episodes of Maxing You, Quite simply, the only way that you can have the most effective relationship with someone else is to have the very best relationship with you, and that comes down to all things, including your health. So in fact, these two things are linked together quite well. So we'll jump into the first. So lots of people have been asking me about the holidays. They want to be able to enjoy the holidays, especially after this year that we've had, and yet they want to go into 2021 with a better body than they've ever had. And I couldn't agree more that that's a fantastic uh, goal to have. And I think you can absolutely do it. So as many of us know, the fitness and health industry, it's a huge industry. And there are so many experts and gurus out there who are telling us, you know, what we should do. And oftentimes the information that we get could not be further opposed. And so it's hard sometimes to decipher, well, what works for you? Well, For me, my philosophy is very distinct. I believe that your health and fitness game should be something that you can always maintain. Maintain it year round, maintain it at parties, during the holiday season, birthdays, whatever, and your weight doesn't really fluctuate because you've got a game plan. And when you've got a game plan, I believe very firmly that you don't have to have such a rigid diet. So one, I don't like the word diet, I love the word lifestyle. you know, a healthy eating lifestyle. So when you know what it is your goals are, then we can work backwards and figure out how do we get there. So a lot of you have said that you want to be able to eat the holiday treats. You want to enjoy Turkey Day, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, all that stuff, right? And yet you want to be able to lose weight. So there's a way to do it. So the first thing that I tell everyone is that we've got to change our mindset. So our mindset around food, which is this idea that there are some foods that are good for us and other foods um, that are not so good for us. And as soon as we have one of those not so good for us foods, you know, we've blown the whole diet, everything has gone out the window and, you know, we're bad people. We haven't made any progress. And so it's really important to give yourself permission to eat all the foods, all the food groups. And first of all, what that's going to do is that's going to open you up to a greater Um, a greater probability of sustaining your eating patterns because we're not restricting anything. That means you can go out with your friends, you can enjoy the holidays, all that kind of good stuff. 
and it's going to be no big deal because nothing is off limits. But what's important with that and changing your mindset is that you actually have, um, you know, a good balance of figuring out, well, how much of these foods to eat. So while we're not going to restrict them, what we've got to think about are the, the quantity of the foods. So maybe instead of having something like two pieces of chocolate cake, you stick to the serving size of the chocolate cake. And you'll still see results because if previously you were um, indulging and in, you know going back to the going back to the refrigerator and cutting another slice and another slice, what's really nice is that when you limit yourself to the specific quantity that you should have, you're allowed to be able to enjoy it. The other thing that many of us struggle with, and I have have been guilty of it myself, is this idea that while we are living in this very fast paced lifestyle that we're multitasking while we're eating. So that can come in the form of watching television. Um, that can come in the form of checking emails and being on your phone, on social media while you're eating. And the problem with that is that your brain never gets to fully register, okay, I'm full, I've had enough. Um, the other problem is that you now are associating food with pleasure and what we need to be thinking of food is as fuel. So food is fuel to the body. We can have fuel that we like to eat, that tastes good to us, that fits our palate. But that's what it is. It does, it's not an activity in and of itself. And I think that's one of the ways where a lot of us sort of go off the rail. It's all this mindless eating while we're watching TV and, and doing other activities. So I've got a program that's out right now called Fit for the Holidays, Fitness and Nutrition. And I love the program because we're doing all the things, right? So I think most of the time people fail because there is no plan. So with our program, we've got a five-day-a-week workout plan. We also have live workouts with me, which are awesome, where everyone gets on and they do the workouts. But what's really cool is that they've got a backstop. So let's say you can't make the live workout. Let's say you can't make it to the gym, but on our program, you've got a set set of exercises that you can do in your living room, that you can do in your bedroom, so that there is no excuse, meaning you can do it before work, you can do it like 15 minutes a day in the middle of, uh, you know, in the middle of the work when you get a break, whatever it is, there's no excuse not to do it. So that's the other thing. You've got to find a plan and then you better have a backup plan. So I always tell my clients that the most important thing is to put your schedule on the table, and then go ahead and fit in your exercise and your fitness. And then once you do that, put everything else in around it. Because taking care of yourself is going to be the most important thing that you will do. And you'll show up better at work. You'll show up better with your family and your friends. But you've got to take care of yourself. So having a backup plan is important. Um, the other thing is to figure out like the things that you like. And there are versions of them that can be more on the healthier spectrum. So last week in uh, the Facebook group, I made two posts. Uh, one was for a skinny French toast, and the other was for um, an easy on the waistline hottie toddy. And so people, they, they wanted the warm, you know, alcoholic beverage. They wanted the French toast on Sunday for brunch. And I showed them a way that they can do it and also cut the calories. So we reduced the calories by about half and yet it was still tasty. 
And so I'm all about that because I am a Louisiana girl. I grew up with very good food, very well-seasoned food. I love I love food. Um, but it's important to me that these alternatives actually taste like the real thing. Um, otherwise, I would rather just kind of not have it at all. So I'm with you there. Um, the other thing you've got to do is really kind of concentrate on your nutrition. So there are a lot of cool apps out there that help you with fitness and nutrition. I think one of the most important things that you can do is get something like MyFitnessPal and be able to track and log your food. Because one of the the easiest ways that people get off track is that they don't even realize all the times during the day that they actually ate something. Like they're, they're counting the bigger meals where they sat down and broke bread, so to speak. They're not counting all the indulgent snacks that happen when they went to the gas station, when they ate something in their coworkers, you know, desk drawer that they gave them or something in the break room. They're, they're discounting those things, but they count and your body knows. And that's why you're not seeing the results that you want to see. So very important. Um, the other thing that I'm all about right now is totally enjoying the holiday season and totally enjoying time with friends and family. For many of us, this will be the first time that we were actually able to get back in touch with our friends and family after many months of being quarantined. And so that should be a very enjoyable time. And so my clients who are on my meal plan, I I tell them, here's the deal. During the holiday season, for the actual holiday that you're celebrating, you can eat what it is that you want to eat for that day. And it ends that day. The next day, we're back on track. We're not eating all the leftovers. We're not indulging in, you know, second helpings of things that were left over. We're just back on track. And it doesn't mean that we go back to eating carrots and celery. It means we go back to a more normal eating style. So I think that's really important uh, for everyone to be able to enjoy that. The other thing that I am doing that I always do, especially during the holiday season, is that you've got all these decadent, amazing foods. You've got, you know, grandma's cooking. You've got your aunt that is just throwing down in the kitchen, like stuff you never want to pass up. And so what I do is I take instead of a plate, like a big plate, I get a saucer and I fill my saucer. And so what that does to, to my mental state is it makes me feel like, okay, I've got a plate and it's full and I've tried all the things on the plate. And usually, if I'm really honest with myself, by the time that I finish that plate, I am full. And that's going to be about 20% reduction in calories from if I'd filled up a larger plate, like a regular size plate, like everyone else was eating. And then I don't feel bad later when I want to have a second helping, because then I've really only had like a serving that everyone else has had, and I'm on track. So there's that. So those are some things that you should think about for the holiday season. If you're interested in some accountability, which I think is another major part of our fitness and nutrition game, you might want to check out um, maxingyou.com and check out our courses tab because that's where our Fit for the Holidays course is. What's really nice is we've got a cool Facebook group. It's a private group for the people who are in the program. They check in with each other every day. They're forming bonds and friendships. And they're able to say like, hey, oh, how was that recipe? How could I help you with whatever? Did you stay on track? Did you do your exercise for, you know, for the week? And everybody's really on it because people know who have showed up to the Zoom call to do the workouts with us. They know who didn't show up and they're just friendly 
and giving you know each other reminders and encouragement to keep going, which is amazing. I love that. And the other thing is that each week on Sunday, I'm able to sort of log and track everyone's progress between uh, you know the meals that they've checked off that they've eaten, the uh, exercises that they've done, um, but most importantly, their measurements. So if you know anything about the way that I operate, I am not a big proponent of the scale. I believe that it all really comes down to measurements because if you're doing it right, you are building lean muscle mass. Um, so we'll check the measurements and we'll figure out what's up. And then we always fix the meal plan, fix the exercise regimen a little bit, a little bit of tweaks here and there, depending on what the person's goals are for their fitness and nutrition. And especially during this holiday season, accountability is everything. So if that's interesting to you, sign up. It's extremely affordable, especially for all of the one-to-one attention that you are getting. So that's the topic of um, health and nutrition during the holidays. So the second topic that many of you have been probably biting at the bit to hear is this whole COVID dating experience. And I'm sure we'll do another episode on this. And as I'm talking with guests over the next few weeks, we'll get their perspective on this as well. But it's been really unusual times, especially for those who are not coupled. So to all of you swipers out there, um, listen up. So I actually had a few people send me notes asking, well, how do I meet people right now? And what does that look like? Because, you know, I don't know, do I show up with a mask? Do I, uh, you know, just put dating on the side until next year, maybe when there's a vaccine or something? And I don't think any of that is quite, well, at least putting dating on the back burner. That's not quite realistic. And so here's the deal. At the beginning of COVID, I said something really profound I think it's less true now, but I think you should still jump on the wagon before we hit January. And here's what I said. I told every person who'd ever worked with me um, that, you know, if they were not matched, I thought that they should absolutely get online and get in on all of the apps that they can right now or the dating websites. And here's why. Quite simply, at the beginning of COVID, we had an unprecedented time where literally everyone and their mom was online on the dating apps. And what was cool about that is that the way that the dating app cycle usually works is that a lot of people join in January. So, and they're awesome quality people that join. And then by mid year, what you get are sort of like the slacker people, the leftovers, the people who are still going to be there again next January and probably the January after because the quality is just gone um, because the really awesome people got busy and they've got stuff to do and they, you know, didn't like what they they found and are now kind of moving on to other priorities in their life. So they're off. So even if they're, even if they have a profile still online, they're not super active. So everyone's been there. Like you've messaged some super hot person online and like, there's no response. And it says that they haven't been active for like, I don't know, three months. And there's no way you're going to get to them because their inbox is probably blown up. Um, so what was cool about COVID was everyone was there. The creme de la creme of single people were online and you could have reached them for the first time in ever instead of having to wait for happenstance uh, to help you run into them in the grocery store somewhere. And so I think that that's less true now that we are opening back up and people are back active in their lives. But I think that there are still people who are going out less than they were before. And maybe they're doing more things virtually from home with their work, less travel. And so it's absolutely still an awesome time to get online 
and make your profiles and figure it out. But you got to be strategic about it. You've got to be really honest about what it is that you're looking for in terms of a partner. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, what you want that to look like, what the values are that you want the person to have. And then that will sort of dictate which site you should uh, you know, register on or which app you should download. And then from there, you should make a very deliberate effort to get out there and find what it is you're looking for. And what do I mean by that? I mean that many of us are working from home now. And yes, working from home is a beast, right? It's really difficult, especially, you know, trying to connect with your coworkers and, you know, handle deadlines and such. But what's really nice is, you know, there's nobody looking over your shoulder. So you could totally be on your phone and you could totally be online on the dating apps and there's nobody who's going to sort of like wave the red flag. And so what I think you should do is be just as deliberate about your dating life as I'm asking you to be about your work life, your fitness life, all of that stuff. And so that means setting aside a specific amount of time that you're engaged completely in the app world where you are sort of responding to people and you are updating your profile and making it more interesting than it has been. And a lot of people always say, oh, my profile is fine. Like I've had a profile. I actually talked to someone who called me um, two weeks ago asking for help with um, matchmaking and I was trying to direct her online and she said, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I already have a profile. Well, like if your profile was awesome, we wouldn't be talking right now. So there are always things that you can improve um, upon. And so, you know, in the time of COVID, I'm saying go ahead and update your dating profile. Go ahead and make deliberate and um, deliberate responses to people's conversations. So we can all tell when this is just a canned response that you sort of give everybody else. But show that you've read their profile, that you found something interesting, and try to create a conversation. We're not trying to woo them. We're trying to elicit a real active conversation so that we can start building a sense of chemistry. So that is extremely important. Um, as again, I'm going to just state it for the umpteenth time, as is editing your profile, because that is a real need. Um, so once that happens, people have been asking, okay, now I've met the person online. I like them. Now we've got, you know, like this long distance relationship thing going. And how do I keep that up? Well, you keep it up the same way by being very deliberate about the times in which you're going to be talking to them. So just as if they lived, you know, within a close vicinity to you and you would schedule a date, that same expectation needs to be carried over to your long distance relationship. So whether that's setting up, you know, time to talk via video or, you know, checking in daily with the text messages in a very regular and normal cadence. Note that I said regular, not a crazy so I think those are things that a lot of people struggle with as well, is learning what exactly is the etiquette for long distance relationships because they're new to a lot of people. Because now with COVID, you can even have a long distance relationship with someone who doesn't live that far just because the way things are set up, people are not doing that as much. Um, so one of the cool tidbits I was telling um someone that asked in our Facebook group about was one of the ways that you can keep things exciting in the time of texting is to change up your communication. So if you are usually sending them texts and they're sending you text, 
why not change it up and add that voice memo? That voice memo is everything because it totally changes. You can, you know, show a different tone of emotion in your voice. They can sort of feel you, feel like they're getting to know you better. You can, you know, add a sense of humor, um, a little bit of sarcasm, whatever it is. And it just changes the tone. Because think about it, like if you were just texting with someone, like what's going to keep them from just texting with someone else? Nothing really. You know, they could just get back online and be texting with someone else because there's no, there's nothing really connecting the two of you. It seems very distant. But when you create the voice and you use the voice memo, it creates a sense of chemistry and connection that the other people probably aren't doing. Um, And it gives you time to build a rapport with them in a way that can, you know, lend itself to longevity in the relationship. So there's that. And the other thing, um, and I said this in, in another one of my videos, was just to not be so entirely caught up with this idea that, um, you know, now you're in this relationship with someone and that they should always be texting and responding to you all the time. I will totally do another segment on this because there's a technique to this. Um, but no, you're not right now their number one priority and you shouldn't be. And if you are, that means that they didn't have a lot of things going on, which means you might be dating someone who's not so cool uh, and who wants that. So it's okay to just have a normal cadence and to not expect them to reply back as soon as you send a text message. And you shouldn't do the same thing either because it shows them that you are a boring person without much going on. So there's that. Um, So in terms of dating during COVID, I think there's a lot to be said about it. We will talk uh, with guests about it. We will dive into it more together. And I look forward to sharing more tips and tricks with you guys about that. Um, But for now, I want to leave you um, with those two things. And an exciting tidbit that I have not released yet is that I've got a program that will be dropping in January uh, with very limited space that's going to teach people the very things that I did for them in matchmaking. So we're going into 2021 and I know for many people, it's a really tough time because they're going to be going through the holiday season without a significant other yet again, without someone to bring home yet again. And so I'm really passionate about helping those, um, those people end 2021 on a different foot, meaning in 2021, they have a person, they've got a plan, um, and it will be different. But there's a strategy to this. There's things that you've got to do, and you've got to do it a certain way. Um, and since I have stopped taking on one-to-one clients with matchmaking, I am more committed now than ever to teaching people how to do the very things I did for them. So that's a cool program. It'll be a 12-week program, um, and it will have lots of modules and lots of one-to-one interaction with me and with a group. Um, so stay on the radar for that. That'll be live in maxingu.com. Uh, and I'm sure I'll talk about it here as well when we drop um, and open up for pre-sales. But I'm really excited uh, about that and happy that you guys have joined us for yet again another episode of Maxing You. I hope that you found all this information informative and actionable because that's what we're all about here at Maxing You. 
And I look forward to seeing you guys again for another episode of Maxing You. This was another episode of Maxing You. Keep up with Coach T off the podcast and follow our Instagram at maxing underscore you. Follow us. Want some more of Maxing You? Yeah, I'm lit. Yeah. Visit our site, maxingyou.com.